Hey, hello, and uh, welcome to Make Code Live with John Park. I'm John Park, and if you're joining us on Mixer or Twitch, I think the stream is A-OK, -okay. and uh, if you'll bear with me for a moment, I think we have uh, some issue going on with YouTube that I'm going to try to tend to for a moment. Uh, I think we have a couple of different streams appearing on the Adafruit site, so I think if you... Uh, Tune in. Yeah, looks like we have a better, better stream now. I know some people were waiting in a uh, in a YouTube lobby that uh, is never ever going to appear. It seems. So hopefully, uh, people will pop back over to the um, main Adafruit page where you'll see a different YouTube uh, live show up. I'm gonna actually pop a message over into our Discord chat. Uh, check main ADA free page for new YouTube link to this live show. Uh, thank you for putting up with the uh, technical difficulties. We recently had some changes over at uh, the way the YouTube uh, connection is made. So hopefully that'll, that message will get out to anyone who was watching that other link. I don't know if I have the ability to check that previous uh it does okay i'm gonna copy a link and paste it for the people over there try this all right wow that's strange yeah it seems like there's there's multiple uh streams going on so uh i will get on with the show now thank you again uh so much for stopping by if you're uh over in the mixer chat hello uh, I see that we have a question from Fishy, a question regarding serial read and I squared C. I heard you were going to discuss today. Oh, well, that is news to me. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I mentioned that we would discuss it more in the future, but I don't have any plans to talk about serial read uh, today other than uh, one, one thing I will say now, and I can show a demo of it at another time in the future. Um, Last week, I showed a serial read in the simulator, in the Make Code simulator on the Circuit Playground Express. Uh, and there was a question I saw later about can you use that for a serial read on an actual device? And the answer is yes. Uh, I've done it uh, with a couple of different devices. Use the Chrome browser. Um, I think that'll, that'll be uh, your best bet because of the web USB connection you need. And uh, yes, you can turn on the... Uh, serial update of let's say you've got a circuit playground express i, I don't have one out today actually because i'm using something else here's one i like having props uh you could have the serial the circuit playground express connected over usb to your computer and you could be reading something like the light level uh, and outputting that to the graph and the console or serial output would show up on the computer uh, i hope that's the nature of your question uh if not then uh Please, please post a, a comment over in the Mixer chat or Discord chat. Uh, and it looks like our, uh, our YouTube people have hopefully uh, migrated over to uh, the other stream now. Let's see, where'd that one go? Yes. Yes, I at least think some people have. Excellent. Uh, all right, so... One thing I wanted to share uh, this week before we get into our project build is that we're going to start a new little series where we have some uh, updates from members of the Make Code team. 
Uh, and so we're getting little like two minute videos done by members of the MakeCode team talking about features they think are interesting they'd like to share, uh, tips and tricks, techniques, stories from the development side of things, hints about things that are coming up. So uh, without further ado, uh, here is Galen Nickel of the MakeCode team. Hi, my name's Galen. I'm a technical writer with the MakeCode team, and I want to take a minute to share with you one of my favorite things with MakeCode, and that's the tutorial tool. When you first used MakeCode, you probably tried one of the tutorials, and maybe you thought, hey, I'd like to make one of these for myself maybe a custom tutorial that's related to something that my students or friends or coding club team members are doing. So here at MakeCode, we have a tool called, well, the tutorial tool, and it's at makecode.com slash tutorial dash tool. And in there, you can choose a target editor that you want to make a tutorial for and here I've chosen Adafruit Circuit Playground Express. There is a tutorial template here but this is written in a markdown format and it's using a set of steps and here inside the editor, the markdown editor part of the tool we can start adding some content for our tutorial. And you can continue with some other steps. And here is step one. And we'll add some co code to show as a hint for the step. Now there's a run button on the left and you can actually quickly demo your tutorial in the actual kind of a sub window here for the editor itself. So let's give that a try. Aha, uh -huh. here we see our text for our first step, the introduction step. Now let's move on to the next step. And here is step one, which you see here. And uh, let's click on the hint. Ah, there's the code we just added in this next step. Now you'd continue writing this all the way through until all the various steps that you want it to add for your tutorial. And then once you're done, you can go up to the share button and get a share link for this tutorial, which you can give to others and they can run and try your tutorial. So let's do that. Let's copy this share tutorial or share link. And look at that, right here on MakeCode and Adafruit version of MakeCode, we have our tutorial up and running. This is our new tutorial. Go to the next step. With the hint, here's our hint that we added. So that's how you can start creating a tutorial, give it a test run, and um, refine it. And then once you are happy, it's an easy way to share the tutorial link to give over to your students and friends to give it a try. 
And that's the tip I wanted to share with you today. Thanks. All right. Well, I think that's really cool. Uh, I actually must confess I've never used that tutorial uh, feature and uh, Galen's video makes it really clear uh, how you use it. So I'm looking forward to trying that out to, to create a uh, interactive tutorial like that that guides people through with steps. Um, it's, a, it's a very cool feature. It's one of the things I like about MakeCode is that they've uh, the team has done a lot of work to make it not only easy to work with, but also easy to explain. Uh, there's different ways to create screen captures and embedded versions of the code and web pages. Uh, very uh, user-friendly both for the learner and the person who's, who's teaching or creating training materials. Um, all right, so last few um, Make Code Lives, I've been uh, doing a... Um, project inside of make code, the Adafruit uh, cut of it on the Circuit Playground Express. This week I'm doing something a little different, which is I'm using the make code arcade. Um, and I, you don't need hardware for this. You can build it entirely in arcade. However, uh, I do have a, a Pi Gamer, which is something that uh, is a piece of hardware you can use to play your arcade games uh, on a little portable handheld battery operated, but it's not necessary. Uh, and there are a bunch of different pieces of hardware that you can use, uh, different handhelds that you can use when you create MakeCode arcade games. But uh, let's get on with building a little uh, sort of simple game inside of arcade with uh, paying special attention to a couple of features that I think are very helpful uh, if you are an intermediate arcade user. Uh, you may have started to wonder about this one thing in particular, which I'm going to show today, which is flipping sprites horizontally. Um, because often you want to do that when you have a character that, that goes left and right, for example. Um, now, I will say that this isn't a beginner's very first uh, Make Code Arcade you've ever done type of lesson, but it's also not so fast that you couldn't pick up uh, pretty much from, from ground zero if you haven't used it before. Um, I'll show a lot of the steps of creating something simple and controlling it. So um, this is arcade.makecode.com if you're not used to it. Uh, if you haven't been here before, this is it. This is the editor. Um, I've already created my project, so um, I can go back and show that step. In fact, if you go to arcade.makecode.com, you'll see an interface that looks like this. And then you can click on create a new project. Um, we'll call this uh, shark demo. Uh, oh, let's see, I'm seeing something in the chat. Is a question, can I boost my volume, please? Sure, I can try that. Sometimes I've been uh, getting a bit of a clipping when I boost it too much. So uh, let's see how that goes. Let me know. Thank you. Um, all right. So now I've got uh, the beginnings of a game. This is the canvas here where we can place uh, our blocks. And you'll see we start out with this one block, the on start block. This is our setup. Um, so one thing I'm going to do in my setup, first thing I'm going to do is create a background. And if you look over here on the left, this is the simulator. This is your simulated little uh, gaming handheld. Uh, and what I'll do is head to this scene category and I'll set a background color. We'll do a very simple background. So I'm gonna grab this set background color block, drop it into the on start. 
and now we'll give this a color. Now I'm making sort of a undersea uh, action game, so I'm going to give it a dark blue, like deep sea water dark blue. Um, and we'll start with that. What you can do is layer on the complexity. So if you want to later add in, let's say, some uh, corals or some uh, seagrass or some, some other background elements like that, you can. But I'll start with just the uh, background color of dark blue. And then the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to create a character. Now, the uh, Make Code Arcade characters and a lot of other objects live under this uh, sprites category. So I'm going to go into the sprites category. And the very first one you see here is create a sprite. Uh, it's called my sprite by default. And then it has a little uh, section here with a block for going into the pixel art editor, the sprite editor and also a way to tag it. So I'm going to grab this block. I'll drop it in. And uh, yeah, we had a question over in the uh, YouTube chat. Is this like Scratch from MIT? Yes, it's very similar to Scratch. It's a, a graphical uh, code builder. Uh, it uses Blockly as the interface uh, or, or as the launching point for the interface. And then the code is all part of a, uh, a project from Microsoft, originally called the uh, PXT. Now it's called MakeCode. Uh, so inside of this my sprite uh, dropdown, I'm going to give my sprite an actual name. So I'm going to uh, rename this variable here, and I'll name this shark. That's the name of my main character. Uh, and this is establishing the character both as an object and as its uh, visual representation. So I'm going to click on this sprite uh, empty box, and that brings up the sprite editor. Now in here you can go ahead and start uh, creating artwork, like if your shark is actually a very low res pink thing, <laughs> that would work well. But I'm gonna cheat, I'm gonna head to this gallery in the top here, click on the gallery button. And now we get a bunch of very nice professionally made artwork to use. Uh, you can just use it as is, or you can edit on top of that if you like. And I'm gonna look for this great little set of icons for uh, sharks. I'm gonna just use the very first one here. And there we go, we get a, a kind of nice uh, looking shark icon. You can see here it's 32 pixels by 16 pixels, which is a good size for a, a character in a game. And when I click done, now you'll see that my simulator here restarts and now I have my character uh, set right at the uh, center of the screen. And now what I'm gonna do is uh, set a few attributes for this shark. So. Uh, one thing you can do immediately when you're testing things out is allow it to be controlled. Um, and the uh, controller block here, if I click on that category controller, again, the very first uh, item here is move your sprite with buttons. So I'm going to put that in place. Uh, now, there is no variable uh, sprite object named my sprite, so I'm going to look for one called shark. There it is. And you'll see when this restarts, we can now come over here and use the uh, virtual joystick in the simulator, or you can use the uh, D-pad on your arrow, arrow keys, rather, on your, uh, on your keyboard. And you'll see we're now moving this character around, this sprite around. Um, however, we can move it right off the screen. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, constrain it to, to only... Uh, move inside of the screen. And this is a very simple one to use. If I look in the sprite category and 
uh, scroll down, you'll see we have this creation and there's some physics items in here. We might look at one of those in a little bit. There are some effects, excuse me, and we'll use those as well. Uh, there's something here that's, it's called an effect. It's not an effect in the traditional sense, but this is this set my sprite to stay in screen on off. So that's a good one. I'm gonna drag that into here. Again, switch to shark. And then there are a few different things you can do here. We'll, we'll just stick with stay in screen, but those are interesting and worth checking out. And I'll turn that on. Uh, so now when it restarts, you'll see that using my uh, arrow pad or my D-pad, I can't leave the screen, which, is, which will work well for what we're doing here today. Um, now let's see, the next thing I wanna do is um, I'd like to adjust this so that the shark is facing the proper direction, depending on which way I'm moving. Now, there's a couple of ways we could do this. Uh, one would be to redraw our artwork, because as you'll notice in this gallery, there's, there's only one uh, direction of this shark. Some, some of the artwork, uh, like these characters, these human characters, have art for left and right, but the shark, for whatever reason, only exists going left. So in order to, um, where's my done button? Uh-oh, I gotta, gotta shrink my window a little. I can't find the done button. There you are. Um, so in order to send this shark facing the direction, I'm actually gonna use a type of transform, which will essentially flip or mirror that artwork to the other side when I need it to. Um, and one thing we can do is just test this out right away to see what the effect will look like, and then we'll build up some logic around how the game engine will determine which way we're facing and choose the right horizontal flip. So this is actually in this advanced section here. So at the bottom you'll see uh, these are our sort of default categories, and then we have this advanced category section, and there's a set of blocks called images. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna open up images, and I'm gonna grab a couple of blocks here. One I'm gonna grab is this image uh, gallery dropdown. So I'm just gonna set this off in space. It's not gonna do anything because it doesn't live inside of some other uh, block that's being executed during gameplay right now. Uh, and then going back to the image category, I will grab this transformations flip picture horizontally. Um, and now what we can do is um, set, we're just gonna try flipping this shark right from the very beginning just to see that it works. So what I'll do is I will drag this hamburger currently uh, into that flip horizontally block. I will drag that block up into my on start, and then let's go and pick our shark. So again, I'm just gonna scroll through this uh, little gallery here looking for the shark. Where'd you go? <laughs> there we are. Uh, and now I think this will work. I'm gonna try to duplicate this and place it into my uh, shark uh, sprite creation. So you can see here when it restarted, the shark is now facing to the right. If I remove that flip horizontally, when the game starts, it'll be in its default. So that's good, I know that works now. Um, 
And so what I want to do is create some logic that will be tested whenever the game updates to see uh, a couple of things. One, we want to check uh, which way the object is moving. And so when I say which way the object is moving, the way that we can express that is with the velocity on the x-axis. So x is horizontal and velocity is the speed it's m moving in a direction. Um, so what I'll do is just to, uh, again, get an idea of what values I'm looking for before I start coding the logic around it. I'm gonna go back to this sprites effects section and this same block we used before that was uh, setting the, the shark to say in screen, if we bring this in and switch to the shark, and then in the dropdown, instead of staying in the screen, we're gonna look at show physics, and we'll turn that on. Uh, now what you'll see is some, and I'm gonna make this big, uh, big screen for a second so you can see it easily. Um, now you can see the XY position on screen. And when I move, you'll see the velocity, V negative 100 or V positive 100. So that's a velocity of 100 that it moves at by default. And it's a negative when it's going to the left and it's a positive when it's going to the right. Okay, so that's great. That means that I'll be able to test for the velocity being either than less than zero or greater than zero to know which way we're moving. Um, so I don't need that anymore. I, I just used that show physics so that I could um, figure out what I'm gonna be testing for. And now let's uh, create the ability to test the shark's velocity on every update of the game. Uh, so every tick of the game's internal clock. And the way we test things on the, uh, the game update is by heading to this category called game. And then I'm gonna pick the very first block. It's a gameplay block called on game update. And what we'll do is create a uh, conditional loop that will check for the direction we're moving. And we'll also use a variable uh, that we can set that says which way we're facing so that we can um, only change it when it needs to be changed and not constantly be flipping. So first thing we'll do is create a logic if true conditional. And we'll drop this into the on game update. And I like to add by clicking the plus button the if else that I'll be using as well. And this is kind of a funny interface thing. I have to click it twice and then remove one. So I've added two else and then remove one. Now I have an if or an else if. Um, and what we'll do is set up a pair of conditions to check for. So the first thing we'll check for was the uh, velocity on X that I mentioned before. If we're less than zero, we're heading to the left. If we're more than zero, we're heading to the right. And so uh, the way to construct that, that check is by going into our uh, sprites. And if we look down lower in the category for sprites, we're gonna see, uh, here it is, under physics, there's a my sprite X. So, I'll, I'll um, pull this just by itself onto the screen for a second. 
So again, we'll, we'll switch this to shark, um, but we're not checking for its position. Right now it could be used to check where it is on X. This dropdown, however, is our clue that there's other things we can check. And you can see we can check the Y position as well, how high it is, high or low. Uh, here's this velocity X. So that's what we checked before that was negative 100 or, or positive 100. Uh, so I'm going to say now when the shark's velocity on X is, let's say, greater than zero. So the way to check for greater than or less than situation is again in logic. Uh, and we can see there's a comparison set of blocks here. So I'm going to grab this one, which is ready made for a less than or a greater than type of check. And I will drag that into this if statement here. Let's zoom in a little bit. So now on a game update, it'll check is zero less than zero. That doesn't make too much sense. We're not testing for that. But what we will do is drag in our shark sprite velocity on X. And we'll see if that is less than zero. So when this is less than zero, it means that we're facing to the left because we're heading in a negative X velocity. Um, what we'll do, again, for testing purposes, is I like to build things up in chunks. So I'm going to duplicate this by right-clicking on the, the full uh, comparison block, drop it into the else if, and I'm just going to switch the direction of this. Uh, so now it's greater than rather than less than. Okay, so now in game update, we have something that's checking which way we're, we're moving. Uh, so let's do something with that. In order to keep things simple, what I'll do is add in a um, just a little text bubble. Uh, and this is, I think, under info, but I'm not sure. No, let's check. Maybe it's under sprite. There it is. So under sprites, there's a my sprite say, and it's got a little emoji there. So I'm going to drag that in and duplicate it and change it to shark. So I know I'm moving a little fast there, but you can see now we've got a condition that will say uh, left if we're going left, and we'll have the shark say right if it's going right. Okay, we'll see if that works now. Left, right, left, right. That's good, that's a nice way to test it, and it means that I, I don't have to worry about the complication yet of uh, flipping the sprite as well as um, I'm going to need to create some sort of a, uh, a little variable to keep track of the state of things so I'm not flipping uh, more than I need to. Uh, so what I mean by that is I want to create uh, during the, the startup, whoops, there we go, during the startup uh, block of the game, I want to create a variable that's, uh, I'll call it facing, which is essentially my way of keeping track of which direction we're facing. Um, and I'll do that by heading into variables in the variables category. Make a variable up at the top. And I'll create a new variable that's just called facing. And I'll drag that into my start block. So you could say facing zero is left and facing uh, one is right. I actually like to use um, Boolean logic, which means we only have two options of true or false. Uh, and that just makes it a little easier to test these two conditions. We know there's only two. Uh, we don't have to worry about the numbers. Uh, we can instead just say if it's true, do something. If it's false, do something else. So I'm going to say left is the, we'll call it false when it's facing left. Um, 
And so to create that Boolean, I can't just type something in here. I need to go back to logic. And down at the bottom, we have a set of true and false blocks, uh, as well as these Boolean logic blocks that we'll, we'll look at in a moment. So I'll grab the block for false. So false will be when I'm facing left, and that's how we're facing by default at the beginning. So we'll set facing is to false. Uh, and then what I wanna do is have my comparison loops here check both the direction we're facing and what does that variable say? Uh, and this is essentially used to only change one time when necessary. Uh, so first of all, I need to uh, bring in a logic not. So that lets me check for the false statement as well as a logic comparison. And my variable, which was facing. So if facing, actually, you know what? I don't even need this one. I can just simply do it like that. Uh, we could do if facing equals true, but this, this is uh, kind, of, kind of a little more elegant way to do it. Um, so right now my if else statement only allows me to check one thing. So I need to expand that so I can check for two different things happening. Uh, and the way I'll do that is head to variables, uh, sorry, no, logic, uh, boolean and. And this will allow me to stack up multiple conditions. So we can drag our original condition into that and, and then bring it back into place. Okay, so now it's gonna say on the game update, if the shark is facing left and, uh, what we wanna do is actually just bring in this variable facing. I'll duplicate that so that I can bring this back here for my other example. Uh, and that means that if we're facing, if we're moving to the left, but we were facing to the right, then flip it. And that's what's gonna allow us to only flip one time rather than constantly flipping. So if we had been facing to the right, but we turn left, it's gonna, we're gonna use our, our flip. Uh, and then I can essentially duplicate that whole block and change two things in order to use it for the other, other circumstance. So we'll flip to greater than and we'll use the not facing test. Okay, so now it says that if we're heading to the right uh, and we're, we're not previously already flipped, then we can go ahead and flip. Okay, so to test this, it should, uh, let's see, does that look right? I think that looks right, but we'll, we'll, we'll uh, test that right. Let's see, what am I doing wrong? Let me flip these two. Right, left. Oh, what am I doing? I'm not seeing. Oh, I know. I'm never changing that. Ah, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll use undo here. So uh, what I screwed up there, one of the things you have to keep in mind, when you're using a variable to keep track of a state, you do need to remember to flip it and flop it when the state gets changed. Uh, so, so what I mean by that is if I was facing to the right, and I start moving to the left, I want to both um, 
say the word left here and I also want to flip that variable. So I can duplicate my variable creation here and here. Uh, and now we'll set, if I was facing to the right and I start going left, we'll flip that to false. If I was facing to the left and I go to the right, we'll flip that to true. Let's see if that works right. And why is it not saying left? What do I have wrong? If the shark velocity X is less than zero. All right, so do I have those wrong? I also have a cheat sheet because I had this working earlier. So I'll look at my cheat sheet to make sure. Right, left, okay. Um, yes, I got, I got myself confused and I always do that. So uh, greater than zero, we were heading to the right and less than zero heading to the left. Okay, so let's change those out. Right and left. And we're gonna replace these in a second with the actual graphic uh, horizontal image flip. Okay, so that's working. Uh, and this is how I like to work in little steps where I can keep uh, track of things and um, uh, sort of verify that, that, I'm, that I'm heading in the right direction. I like to iterate a lot is what I'm trying to say. Uh, okay, so now instead of having the shark say which direction it's going when this happens, uh, or just say that, I'll, I'll keep that in for now. But what I'm gonna do now is start to use these, these horizontal flips. Um, so what I can do is duplicate these horizontal flip uh, blocks that I had before, but I also need to tell the sprite to use that image. So this is flipping the image, but it's not being used in any way. So what I'll do is head to sprites and there is a block in here just for setting the image of your sprite. So we don't need to recreate it like that first one we used. Instead, we're just gonna change the image out. Uh, so if I duplicate that and call it shark and reuse this flipped image here, and we can grab that same one and drag it in. Now what we should see is, okay, I've got it exactly backwards. <laughs> he's, he's swimming backwards. Uh, so let's try switching out the order of these only because we're starting out the game facing one way and then we have to flip to the other. So let me see if I can, if I can just flip that whole chunk of code around. this correct? Nope, I've done it. I've done it wrong. Okay, I'm going to look at my cheat sheet and see what I'm, what am I missing? And tell me in this chat, if you're, if you're looking at this, actually, I'll check the chat. What is, I bet people are screaming, hey, you've, you've got this backwards. Let's see. Um, anyone in Discord? No, okay. Uh, people are following along. That's great. Uh, so it's up to me. Let me get this right. Uh, so if I'm facing over here. Shark velocity X is, okay, less than zero. And this one will be greater than, uh, let's get, let's see if that does it. Yeah, okay, other than the names being wrong now again, 
uh, which I don't care about at this point because it's actually doing the right thing. So I'm gonna actually blow away these names just by right click and say delete block. Right click, delete block. Okay, and so now what you can see is that it only does that flip one time. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's not constantly flipping as I move, which is great. And that's because we were able to build this little state variable that keeps track of uh, where we were when we make that change. Okay, so now we have a pretty nice mechanism for um, flipping the image horizontally. Um, and what I wanted to do is now um, push the interface uh, for, for the input into something a little more interesting than left and right. Uh, and what you'll find is that just like we did last week on the Circuit Playground Express, uh, a lot of the hardware we can use, such as the, the Pi Gamer um, or the Pi Badge or I think the Meow Bit, the Kitten Bot from Meow Bit, uh, a lot of these game platforms have an accelerometer built onto it. So instead of using the thumbstick, what if we were to tilt the game to move our shark around? Uh, and a nice thing is that we can actually test that functionality right inside of the simulator here. And the way you do that is by adding an extension. So make code can do a lot out of the gate, but you can also add on to it essentially something like plugins or libraries, and they're called extensions here. So what I'll do is I'll click on this extensions, and the very first one I see here is called controller. It says extra game controller functionalities. So I'll click on that. Uh, and it sort of has to rebuild uh, the, the game for a second there as it updates its available code set or code base. And now when I look at the controller dropdown, there are actually some new options uh, for accelerometer reading. So down here in this extras section, you can see there's a, a block that'll look at a uh, light sensor, so you could cover or, or remove or point a flashlight at the light sensor and do something, uh, as well as some accelerometer-based things, including shake. And here's a reading. This just says acceleration uh, in milligravities. So if I, if I look at this, this is actually uh, how we can read the x, y, and z axes of the accelerometer. So what I'm gonna do is simply take the x reading and use that for my velocity on X and use the Y reading and use that for the velocity on Y. So right now we're using the buttons. We can move shark with buttons. And now I can actually ditch that. So right now there's actually no way to move, move the poor shark. Uh, but again, what I can do is in my on game update block, every tick of the game's internal clock, we can uh, set the character sprites x uh, velocity to the accelerometers x and same for y. The, the way to do this is again up in sprites. I'm going to look for uh, the third block here. It says set my sprite velocity to vx and vy. I'll place that at the very top of the on game update. I'll change this out to shark. And now we can use the straight uh, acceleration in x for x and in y for y, uh, it's just going to be really fast <laughs> because the values that we're getting are um, 
negative 1023 to positive 1023. And, and the way I know that is because earlier I wondered, hey, I wonder what those velocity values are coming off of the accelerometer. Uh, so I turned that physics block back on. If we look at uh, set my sprite stay and screen block, this one also has, put this in on start. Uh, this one has that show physics, turn it on. And now you're gonna see Oops, gotta pick his name, Shark. Now you're gonna see uh, that bottom value there. If you look closely, it's going all the way down to negative 1023 and all the way up to 1023 positive. Um, so when we build a, a game sprite in MakeCode Arcade, by default, the acceleration on X and Y are at 100 when, when you press the button, I think. so. Uh, what we want to do is take the uh, velocity that we're measuring and divide them by a number just to sort of dampen it a little bit. So uh, what I'll do is head to the math blocks and here's this divide. I can take that and I'm going to put my acceleration. You can see I'm just dragging blocks off to the left to delete them. So acceleration on x divided by, let's say, divided by 5. And on y, switch this to y. Uh, I'm going to dampen that even more so that he moves faster, or she, our shark, moves faster on uh, side to side, a little slower up and down. Now you get this really fun uh, kind of control scheme, and that's actually what I have on my um, handheld as well, so I can tip it, uh, which allows us to move our shark around, and now he's automatically facing the proper direction based on your movements. Uh, and it even has this nice sort of organic feel when you just give it a little bit of acceleration or dart quickly. Uh, so what I wanted to do now is add some enhancements. And again, there's a lot of really nice um, stuff built into Make Code Arcade that you can use to uh, up the, the graphical wow factor. Uh, so what I'll do is under sprites again, we're in here a lot, uh, there's in this section called effects, and we have these start spray effect, my sprite start spray effect. So I'm going to grab that. And I'll use that just when I flip. Uh, so if I drag that block, change its name to shark, uh, and in this spray effect, let me zoom in here a little bit. In this spray effect block, you'll see there's a little plus sign. If you hit that, it then adds an, a, uh, an argument to this, which is a uh, how long it's supposed to run the effect for. So let's say uh, half a second sounds fine. Let's try that at least. Um, so now you'll see whenever I turn left, this little spray effect starts. Now if I look at the available effects, there's actually one in here called bubbles. Uh, and now I get a nice bubble effect. You can see they have uh, inverse gravity, so they, they move upward, which makes sense. Uh, and that seems like it's a little long for me. I'm going to do maybe 200 milliseconds of those bubbles whenever I turn. Okay, and so I'm going to duplicate that into my um, 
other direction. So I want it to happen either direction I turn, and it's a little easier to tune things before you've duplicated them. So I, I, I like what I've got uh, in the one, so I'm gonna duplicate it and put it into the other. And now when it restarts, you can see we get a nice little effect, which is sort of a, a visual cue uh, or a reward for the game player that something has happened. It's nice to get uh, audio and visual feedback and even rumble feedback if you have uh, the type of controller that has a, uh, a vibration motor in it. So there's a lot of things you can do to enhance that, um, that sense that the player has agency over what's happening in the game and in the characters. So I like this bubble uh, effect that's going on. And let's see, there's some other, since we have time, let's do, let's do some other graphical enhancements. So I mentioned uh, earlier that we have a um, simple background, but we could, we could go a little uh, fancier with that. So what I'll do is I'll layer on a background uh, on top of that blue by going up to the scene or down to the scene category. Let me zoom in a little because that'll make that look bigger. Scenes and I'll set a background image. So after I've placed that dark blue background, I'll place a background image um, and I'll just hand draw some little reeds. I think there were some nice looking ones actually. Let's do some corals and some, some little reeds. Uh, there, was, there were some nice looking undersea uh, vegetation I saw, but we'll, uh, we'll just do some hand drawn things. You don't always get so lucky that the things you need exist already in the game. Uh, so, we'll, just quickly sketch in some coral-ish things. And how about also grab some uh, seagrass types of stuff. I want to get that going all the way to the bottom. There we go. Uh, and you know, we can also um, give a sense of a top of the ocean by maybe putting in a little light blue uh, wave crests. And you can zoom in and out with the wheel now in, uh, in the sprite editor, which sometimes will make it a little easier to, oops. Hey, I've zoomed way out. Uh, I don't know what that white thing is. That was an accident. I right mouse clicked and that uses the alternate color. So I'll just erase those. Okay, and if I hit done now, uh, when this rebuilds, now we've got more of a little ocean scene there, which is nice. Um, and right now it's just kind of a toy. I was thinking it would be fun to add in uh, some fish to eat, because this is a shark. Sharks get hungry. Um, and so uh, a way we can do that is let's go to... Um, we can do this on a game update, but not every tick of the clock. Instead, we can put it kind of on a schedule. So if you look at how uh, the game category here has this on game update, which we're using for shark motion right now, uh, we can grab the next one down, which says on game update every, and then you can, you can put it on timer. So let's say every uh, four seconds, whoops, every four seconds or 400 mil 4,000 milliseconds, I'm gonna create a particle. Uh, and this is under, I think it's under sprites, uh, projectile, not particle, projectile. Um, I'm going to set a projectile. 
and let's uh, let's make some simple little fish artwork here. Something like that. I'll grab my uh, paint bucket tool and fill, and let's give our poor little fishy an eye. The pencil tool. Okay, so uh, right now if I leave, leave the defaults alone, you'll see every four seconds a fish is going to come shooting out of the upper left corner of the world really fast going diagonally. Um, so what I want to do is change the um, velocity x and y to be a random number in a, in a smaller range. And I also want to randomize the position that it comes from. Uh, so let's let's uh, go into math and pull in a pick random block. And so uh, we can go on X, let's say anywhere from three to 10. So this moves kind of slow. And same with uh, oops, let's duplicate that. Same with the Y. So let's. Uh, Let's move even a smaller range, let's say two to six. So let's just watch that for a second. They'll, they'll still all, I think, come from the same spot, but now you can see it's got kind of a nice motion. Um, and actually they're all gonna move sort of downward because my velocity on Y is positive and, and in this world positive is, is uh, down on Y. So what I'll do is I'll go actually negative six to positive six, which means it might be floating up or it might be floating down, but it's always going left to right. Um, and that's, oh, that's looking pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. That gives us some, some, uh, food to eat. Um, and that's a lot of them. Boy, boy, that's a weird looking fish too. <laughs> I'm going to edit that a little bit. Let's go and erase some of the, uh, unnecessary fin pieces there. Um, yeah, you're, you're just going to be a weird looking fish. All right. Uh, so it's also really big, isn't it? Let's make it smaller. Uh, let's go eight by eight. Sorry, I'm going to redraw this. Or yeah, okay, that'll work. All right. So bear with me. I know I, I should let it go, but I can't. All right. It's a duck sort of. <laughs> There's my duck fish. Uh, let's see, how's that size look? That's a little better. Oh, it's cute. Okay, so now what I want to do is um, set their position to be a little uh, more constrained towards the center of the of the water. They're not coming from the top, I think. So uh, I can set the position initially of the projectile and get that out of my face if we set uh x to zero that's great let's set y for now just to the center let's see they should should start coming out of just that one spot so what we can do now is give it a little randomization on y uh, again i can duplicate my pick random block and we'll have it go anywhere from let's say uh 
40 to 120. And now they should come. Yeah, they're coming from somewhat random locations over here. Good, I like that, sort of the middle. Uh, and then the last thing we'll do is we'll set up uh, something to happen when we eat them. Uh, so this is actually done with a very specific kind of block. It's this under sprites, on sprite of kind player, overlaps other sprite of kind player. And we'll change some of those settings. Uh, so what we'll say is when the player sprite, which is our shark, uh, if you'll remember when we created it initially, it's of type player. Uh, and we can just encounter type projectile since that's the default of these fish. You could change them to food if you want, but we'll leave it as projectile. Uh, so when the sprite overlaps, what happens? Well, we're going to destroy the projectile sprite so we can excuse me, uh, choose other sprite from, this is kind of a weird part of the interface if you watch me do that. I just dragged the other sprite, which is a very specific um, kind of tagged element when it happens, one sprite is gonna be called other sprite. And you'll see now actually that one just went right up into my shark's mouth and disappeared. Uh, and now you have sort of the beginnings uh, of a little game, you could do a, uh, another type of projectile that's uh, maybe an octopus or something that you don't want to touch. It's a it's an enemy that's capable of uh, hurting the shark, uh, and you can also add a scoring system. Um, but we'll we'll leave that as uh, as some extra things for you to check out because those are mostly straightforward blocks that live out here. Um, but I wanted to start start out um, this with sort of the the one of the more um, trickier parts, which was just this, this facing left and right thing when we don't have a, a pre-made piece of art for it. Uh, and there may be other ways to do it or better ways of, to, of doing it, but that's the way that I, uh, that I came up with and it seems to be working pretty well. Um, and if you look, I don't know how well you'll be able to see uh, my screen here, but I have now, uh, my shark will be stuck down at the bottom there because I have to tilt this up for the camera. And when you play it, it's like this. Uh, but now the accelerometer on that works to uh, have our shark devour our strange little marshmallow peep chicks of the sea. Uh, sorry, my fish don't look better. I had some nicer ones earlier, but uh, these ones on the fly turned out real weird. Um, and that is about it. So. Uh, I'll be out hanging out in the chat, in the Mixer chat and Discord and YouTube for a little bit if you have any questions. In fact, I'll, I'll just pop by those real quick before we go to see. Uh, yes, someone said yeah, this uses Blockly. Um, back to that question about Scratch. Um, and also thank you Federico Ross who said change my greater than and less than when I was struggling with that. That was, that was uh, the right advice, but I, <laughs> I missed it at the time. Thank you. Uh, we, uh, yeah, same, same thing. You, you could change the name uh, in that case back when we were working on that. And uh, I think that about covers it. Let's see, anyone over in Discord chat with any questions? Uh, thank you. Good, all right. Well, that covers it for today. Um, I will be broadcasting again next week. I do this every Tuesday at this time. So this is, uh, and I know some people in some parts of the world are or are not on daylight savings. So uh, you may need to, to double check the time 
zones, but I'm broadcasting at uh, noon Pacific time. I'm here in, in Southern California, uh, which is three o'clock East Coast time in the United States. Uh, and I know that that may be offset by an hour to your normal European conversions or other parts of the world because of daylight savings. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Hello. Thank you, Yasser Arafat. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye.